Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Failing Better, a self-improvement comedy podcast with me, Johnny Pelham, and, and me... Ah, uh, me, Sean McLaughlin, already off to a weird start. And together we are failing better. That was that was the worst one, wasn't it? D minus, I think the score for that. That was a I, D minus. I felt I put. I said I was really happy with how I said my name, and then I forgot to say and, and then you because I didn't say and, then you tried to say and, but then and. I got too cocky after saying my own name, Sean. That's bad from there. Should, said, we re- should we repeat it now for the listeners with our... Would you be... I mean, should we play the clip back knowing now what we know? And maybe they can hit... Well, I guess listen to it back, listeners. You now know where, where Johnny went wrong. I went wrong because I sort of just totally forgot how to speak. It wasn't an ideal start, but I think um, I, I'll take mainly, main responsibility for that because we always say our name and then and... And then I got—I was so pleased with how I'd said my own name that I just—I let the team down, really. Look, Johnny, you need to stop beating yourself up. You're ill, okay? You're ill. It's a miracle you're even working today, but such is your commitment to this pod that you're you're you're, you're plowing through it. I am, tell the listeners what what's been going on. Anything in particular happening? I'm I'm very ill, listeners. Well, very ill. I am ill. I am. Um, last night suddenly just I just started getting really like shivery. And mm. then, um, uh, then I went for tried to go for a little fart. Ended up shitting myself. <laughs> it was it was just a little toot. I was just thought, oh, I'll just do a little toot. And then there was shit clearly coming out of my anus, uh, which was a, a <laughs> yeah, shame. We know where shit comes from, Johnny. Yeah, yeah. I just thought I'd clarify if anyone wasn't aware of what shitting yourself means. And then now I'm sat with my heart rate's going so much that I'm sat down. And my Fitbit thinks I'm doing exercise. So my, my like, you get like, exos- you get like um, a score based on when you're like, your heart's going quick enough to be doing more than yeah, yeah. some exercise, and it's going up by the minute. So currently, it's saying I've done 122 zone minutes when I've done nothing today. Okay, okay. Well, there's a, there's a hell of a lot to unpack there, Johnny. First thing I'd say is keep those five star reviews coming in listeners you've got to keep them in <laughs> please keep supporting the patreon so let's talk let's talk about this um let's talk about this shitting yourself incident um <laughs> yeah how big was the two and how extensive was the aftermath and where were a, you i was in my bed it was a little you were in your bed. <laughs> and it was a little poo it, i would not even know if i'd class it was a bit suddenly 
I, do, I wouldn't say any made it to my pajamas, but maybe I'm wrong about that. But it was just a bit, a little fleck of poo popped out. To say so did hello. you get out of bed? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not an animal. <laughs> I didn't just lie. I didn't just lie in my shit. I, it was it was quite a shaming moment of my life. But I just thought, well, I'm ill, you know. And when you're ill, you sometimes shit yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happened to me when I broke my arm. Um, <laughs> yeah. I kept shitting myself. People going, there's nothing to do with your arm. I go, what? Po- do you not see the cast? Hello? No, no. I think that's fair enough. I just wasn't expecting... I just thought it was a very safe fart. It wasn't even a fart that I was... It wasn't even a fart that I was really paying attention to. None of them are safe. Johnny, none of them... As soon as it gets out there, you have entered the <laughs> corridor of uncertainty. That's why I fart once a week, tops. I save it up and I do but- it... Put a, a nappy on. In, in, I put a nappy on in a room with cling film over all the walls and items. I take no risks. Is that why you've got the cling film room in your house? It all makes sense now. That's why I've got the cling film room. Yes, 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 yes. Um, well, Johnny, I hope you're starting to feel better soon. I hope you're feeling... You know, what are you doing to look after yourself? I mean, I imagine you as an ill person is not that different from you as a not ill person. <laughs> just sort of slobbered about doing nothing. I, um, I listened to 10 minutes before the podcast was meant to begin i just listened to taylor swift and it really perked me up do you prefer taylor swift to uh who's the one you love chameleon Kesha, air Kesha, Kesha. Kesha and Kesha chameleon air. i'm a swifty baby i love taylor swift <laughs> well if you're listening if you're listening swifty we'd love to get you on the pod we'd love to we'd love to unpack that big old brain box of yours um yeah I think she's a lyrical genius. How is how are you doing, Sean? Well, as uh, listeners may or may not be aware, I am doing this from my bedroom at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, the world's greatest arts festival. Um, I'm I'm doing okay. I'm making it through. I'm getting up every morning. I'm howling at the moon. Sounds like uh, you're loving it. <laughs> it's fine. It's honestly, it's so. It's there's a. Can you hear that siren? By the way. Yeah. Yep. That's What's that then? Police, fire, ambulance? Yep, all of them. All of them. It appears to be some sort of massive terrorist incident happening outside. Imagine if they just burst through right now and took me. <laughs> I just, I'd, I'd shit myself. Have I told you about my science fiction story that's about that? No, no. No, that's brilliant. What's, have you written a science fiction story? Yeah, it's about... Um, is this, can I just say, is this real or... No, it's real. <laughs> some, some people burst through the door... I was telling yeah. my other housemates here about it the other day. People burst through your door, just a normal person, yeah. take you, put you in a portal. Yeah. So you go into like another dimension or like a time machine. Yeah, yeah. And then he goes, what have I done? He goes, you're Hitler's dad. <laughs> <laughs> go so in, a few, in a few years, time travel gets invented. Yeah. You're going to go back in time. You're going to become Hitler's dad. Yeah. And he goes, no, I won't. I'll never do that. And then that's what, he, that's what happens. He escapes and he, uh, and he have you written with Hitler's mum. I've written it. I've pitched it around. Very muted response so far. Can you put it on our Patreon for our Patreons to read? Do you know what? I will put it on the Patreon. How about That's, that? If, I love if, that idea. And in, what's Hitler's mum like? Is she like a classy classy bird? Is she... What's, she's very matronly, I think. I think she's motherly to this poor man who's trapped in, in sort of early 20th century Austria. And do you think the trauma of this man living in the 20... Like, does, does the man... How does the time travel work? Does the man who's in the 21st century, go back in time knowing he's going to sleep with Hitler's mum. I've not written the entire thing yet. I think he goes back. (laughs) I think he goes back knowing that he won't and knowing it's a lie and then events conspire that he ends up doing it. 
Oh my god, this is a genuinely brilliant sci-fi. I you think what? so? I do. I really like it. I like the 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 moral ambiguity of the main character going back in time to presumably like 1910 Germany or whatever and worrying. It wouldn't it. be 1910. It must be 1800s. Well, if, how well, 19, if it was 1910, then Hitler would have been 29 when the war started. <laughs> how old was Hitler, though? Um, Four, he must have been mid-40s. Oh, he's a very started. high achiever. He's a very high achiever. Oh if he wasn't... God. I'm looking born. it up, Johnny. I'm looking it up. Just keep just keep the five-star reviews coming. He was born in 89. He's so he born was 46. God. Do you think you'll have done as what, much... What, when he tanked? When you are 46. When he, when he started the Second World War, 39. No, he was born in 89. Yeah, so that's 11 years. So he was he 50. Have, he was 50. Yeah, it must have been 50, yeah. Do you, what do you think you'll have done when you're 50? Do you think you'll have sort of begun the, the greatest war in history? I imagine so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's where it's all heading, isn't it? I think that makes sense. I'll be, I'll be your sort of chancellor. <laughs> you can be my, you'll be my guru. I'll be, I'll be your Nadine Thomas. <laughs> I mean, that is telling of our current British government that we've gone Goering, Hitler, and Nadine Doris, same sentence. Um, that's a really good book. I really like the idea. I love the idea because, in a way, it's sort of destined that he's going to give birth to Hitler, but, so it's not his fault. But what mm. do the government want him to do when they abduct him? Do they want him not to go back and shag Hitler's mum? Yeah, I mean, I say I've written it. I've not written it. But, you've um, not written it? <laughs> I genuinely thought you'd written it. No, I've written, like, the first couple bits. Um Right, There's yeah. A lot of sirens going. I mean, I'm worried that someone's about to burst in here. And... Imagine if you were Hitler's dad. I'd love that. I'd love it too. I'd love to be doing a podcast with Hitler's dad. If I was Hitler's dad, I mean, I'd have a, let's do an act out. Cards on the table. I think my sales would radically improve at this festival because <laughs> it is we, a dogfight out there. It would. I mean, you. not many people are going to say you're literally listening to Hitler's dad right now. Yeah, but the problem is I, I think they'd all be focused on my balls. Yeah, yeah, and They'd also you're going. He's in there, isn't he? Oh, Adolf. <laughs> <laughs> and also, Adolf, Adolf is in there. He's in those. It's mad that Hitler was in someone's balls, wasn't it? Like Hitler mm. was just a bit of sperm. He could have. I could have had how many? <laughs> you know what, Johnny? It is mad that Hitler was in someone's balls. <laughs> how much? How many fascists? Every time you have a wank, how many fascists do you think are in there? Like, how many potential fascists are in? <laughs> But also, how many, you know... How many Gandhis? How many yeah, Gandhis? Yeah. How many Mother Teresas? It's such an interesting question. How many question. Greta Thunbergs? Are we, I mean, it's such an interesting question. That's the best thing about this podcast, is we ask <laughs> interesting questions. <laughs> because there must be a bell curve on sperm between, like, fascist dictatorships, <laughs> between sort of just absolute middle-of-the-road sort of Nick Cleggs, and then, like, uh, you know... Uh, Stalin's. So every time we have a wank, I'm going to think about that. Look, let's be frank. There are only three types of sperm. Your Greta Thunbergs, <laughs> your Nick Cleggs, and your Stalin's. <laughs> and you've got to look every day. You've got to look down there. And you've, got to, you've got to see what you want. If you don't like what you see, you've got to get out there and you've got to make a difference. You've got to have more vitamin D. You've got to cycle less. You've got to get away from the Stalin and get towards at least the Clegg. I mean, I'm a Clegg. I, I reckon it's Clegg mania down there. <laughs> yeah, I think you're... I think it's There's Nick. no way. You, you're 85% of your sperm is Nick Clegg. I am. I reckon I'm 85% Nick Clegg, probably 14% Hitler. And I reckon, if I'm lucky, 1% 
one percent maybe like a, a marriott not married to was a Marie curie or something all the all the sort of all the other sperms turn around and try and ostracize the Marie antoinette sperm. i think the culture war i think the culture war has been lost inside my my testes i think i think the far right has won conclusively down there i think the unions have been crushed i think global warming is happening Oh, yeah. I mean, your ball bags... You, you, they think American culture wasn't bad. Your ball bag is a, a cesspit, let's be oh, honest. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a one-party state. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, God. keep those five-star reviews flowing in, listeners. Um, we, we love doing this show. We know you love listening to it. You certainly do. That's an interesting idea. Next time I have a wank, I'll definitely think about that. Maybe okay. just before, just after. I'd think. appreciate if you don't text me an update. But um, for Merg, I'm going to say, come on, try and motivate the good sperm. Oh God! <laughs> I mean, the hard thing is, I'm now going to have to ask people to buy tickets for my show based on this. It's Please gone. buy tickets. Um, how's it going? Are you happy with your show? My show, I feel, the last two days has really bedded in noise. Oh, that's um, good. And I'm, I love the room and I'm getting nice people in and that's all that matters, I suppose. Um, and it's a, it's just it's just long, isn't it? It is like, I've I'm been, for, I'm I've been here for a week and I can't remember a lifetime away from this godforsaken hellhole of broken <laughs> dreams. Have you um, done it? Have you done, uh, have you been in the loft bar? I've have not you- done, I've not, I've had one late night and I didn't even drink that much and the hangover was so bad that it's really spooked me. <laughs> was it a spooky a slipknot it was it was a different sort of spook i'll give you that you know yeah. it was it was all it was as spooky but not it wasn't like a it wasn't like i was worried that the that the hangover was going to burst into my room and and take me away is that what you're worried with slipknot do you think yeah. slipknot is linked to the government and they're both going to take you away because you're hitler's dad <laughs> I want to make it clear. I've copyrighted this story, by the way. So any listeners looking to steal my story about this? I think. Do you think Hitler's dad was a good dad, and it was just like he had gave birth to an evil I kid? I would uh, assume nature not. Or nurture? I would think, assume not. You think Hitler's dad was bad? I think if he was a good dad, then life is way more random than we think. Well, it's I think if he was a good dad, then there's no point us funneling into systems or anything <laughs> there's no point having institutions if hitler's dad was good well we can find i guess it's a real nature nurture thing because if hitler had a, a lovely childhood and then turned out to be a genocidal maniac that's quite a good evidence for nature isn't it that he was just a little evil shit well the but problem the problem is there must be some historical someone must know about hitler's dad unfortunately there's absolutely no record of it um <laughs> and there's no it's way you, for us to find it's out. you imagine imagine it was me. now look Johnny, you have to shut the fuck up. Let's do an say. act out. Let's do an act out. Who am I? You're Hitler's dad. I'm Hitler. I'm young Hitler. You're Hitler. <laughs> Daddy, I hate everything. I'm not Why? going to bed. And I don't. I believe we need more order in this world and that people should bow to me and do a Nazi salute. <laughs> okay. Is that okay? How old are you, son? I'm seven. <laughs> I've got big ideas and a What's... little moustache. <laughs> Son, what can I say? I've given you everything you need, and yet you get so angry like this. I'm an angry boy. Uh... <laughs> okay, great actor. Look, you've got to keep those five-star reviews rolling in. Um, here's what I would ask Johnny, though, and yeah. I'd say this genuinely. Hitler himself was a wannabe artist, was he not? Yeah. Who failed. Yeah. And it sent him mad. 
This could be. Are you saying this could be your trajectory if Edinburgh doesn't go out? I'd say if if the boot fits. <laughs> if the SS boot fits. If the SS knee high fit boot fits. But I mean, you'd vote for me. Sean, I'd vote for you whatever your policies were because I love your <laughs> charisma and I love your hairstyle. <laughs> All we need is a few more million like you. And we've got ourselves a World War Three, baby. <laughs> I love the idea of sort of a Nick Clegg, Nick Clegg fascist. <laughs> a fascist, but we've now like a sort of... Because, yeah, I love that. A to- what, a totalitarian party state going, we're going to increase corporation tax by 1%. <laughs> yeah, just the blandest. For, as, a, as, a, as a levy for some more wind farms. Like, yeah, oh, Nick, what? Yeah. Nick Clegg's a real cunt, though, isn't he, now? He works for Facebook. I feel like Nick Clegg's done a real heel turn in terms of policy. If you don't know who Nick Clegg is, particularly internationalists, he was a guy who ran for, like, the most centrist party in the UK and did quite well in, like, 2012 or something. When 2010. 2010. And then it felt like he was quite a moderate, respectful pol- politician. Now he works for Facebook, making them avoid tax and t- pretending they're acceptable. Yeah, yeah. Bad man. I- well, look, it's good money if you can get it, Johnny. Well, you trying not- to tell me you wouldn't take a job at Facebook if they offered you one right now? The thing about me, Sean, is I've never claimed to be a good man. <laughs> I'm a scumbag. I'm someone who, you know, would vote for Hitler and shits in his pants. Yeah, <laughs> you, shit, you shit yourself off an evening. You don't even you don't even check if it got into the pajamas. You just sleep it through. No, I checked. I checked. I had a look. I had a rummage. <laughs> rummage. <laughs> All right. Um, well, look, listeners, genuinely, do come and see my Edinburgh Fringe show. I'm very happy with how it how it is. Um, I don't think we're coming up anymore, me and Sophie. Oh, in that case, don't bother coming, listeners. <laughs> There's no point. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was... Producer I, I, Paul's going to be there, aren't you, Paul? Yeah, I'm coming this week. This week? What's the day you want uh, tickets for, for my show? Wednesday, I think. Bang on, I think I've got press in that night. You better... God, you better fucking laugh, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sort you out, Paul. I'll sort you out. Listeners, come on Wednesday, so come the day after this is released, and you can see you can meet me and producer Paul, and I'll bring a life-size cutout of Johnny Pelham, and you can have a hug with him. I would love that too. Because do you think if do you think it would be like a situation where every time uh, I got hugged, I'd feel the cardboard cutout of Johnny got hugged? I would feel some sort of emotional. Do you think it, what's the, uh, what's is it the like? What, are, you, are you implying it's like a voodoo? That is what. Cutout? Yes, yeah, that's yeah, one. Yeah. And do you think it is? Can you make it a voodoo one, please? I'd like the warm <laughs> energy. I mean, I th- I, I'm fascinated to what their response would be. Oh, I'd like a couple cut out of this man, Johnny Peller. We go. Okay, that's weird. Yeah, lifestyle. I need it by Wednesday. Yeah, for press. Can you? How much more is it to make it a voodoo cobble cut? <laughs> Look, you, you, you're just asking then, questions. They'd be like, they'd be like um, what, "What do you mean by?" Oh, yeah, so he's Scottish. They'd be like, Ugh, "What do you mean by voodoo cardboard?" <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, oh, "Well, that's no, it's strange as a banana. They don't eat fruit up there." Yeah, but also the problem. <laughs> yeah, they, that's <laughs> definitely their big thing, isn't it? Oh, they hate fruit. They hate the bloody English in my well, experience. They, they use swear words like punctuation. <laughs> I've done comedy before, but. So wait, here's the problem. They go, what sort of voodoo do you want? I reckon it's either it goes all voodoo or no voodoo. So it can't be like, if you hug it, Johnny feels hugged. But also, once it's packed away for the evening, you're going to be feeling like, I I feel like I'm trapped in a side closet next to loads of coat hangers. I already feel like that, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing will change. The only thing that will change is the brief moment of hug, which I'll feel temporary joy. So So if I I kiss it, do you feel like I'm kissing you? (laughs) Yeah. 
I feel, oh my god, I feel violated but delighted. <laughs> if I take this, if I take it into like a show, if I take it to see the Lady Boys of Bangkok, do you feel like I feel like I'm watching the Lady Boys of Bangkok? Yeah, yeah, and it's quite. It, don't get me wrong, it's got some dangerous qualities because I'm neither here nor there. It, you know, I'm in my house shitting myself, feeling good about it, and then suddenly I'm in a, I'm watching the Lady Boys of Bangkok. I don't quite know where I am. I mean, if you shit yourself, does that mean that the couple cut out shits itself? Is it a two way voodoo street? God, this is this is very interesting philosophical place. I think. Can it, I, I say, Johnny? Yeah. I don't think it is that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it is that interesting. Do you know in improv when they say always say yes and? Well, yeah. well, you well you've just not done that. You've just said no. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> said no fuck. No, you said no and. <laughs> Listen. I'm going to say yes and to the rest of this episode. Uh, I feel like I need to close my window. There's a lot of construction work. I hope it hasn't affected too much. The city is bustling, listeners. It's a wash with a lot of men with ukuleles, um, which is a bit annoying, but it's fun. Um, should we do the main app, Johnny? Let's do that now. And should we pl- promote the Patreon quickly? Yes, uh, the Patreon is great. Let me just close this fucking window. You just keep doing that. You, you talk about the Patreon. So the Patreon, you can either pay £3, £5 or £10 a month. Uh, we have lots of cool things on there. You get a free stand-up special from me and a free stand-up special from Sean. You get lots of other things. Um, extra content every extra week. Extra content every week. You oh. get, um, we respond to messages. We talk to people. We have fun. And yeah, that's that's it really. And, and also you help support the pod, which is um, very much appreciated so that we can keep making the podcast and you can keep listening to it. What can I say, Johnny? I think that was a really, really, really good sales pitch. Succinct to the point and lacking in corporate yak. Once again, failing better reaches the stars. <laughs> See you after the break, everyone. Bye. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome back to Failing Better, the second section. Um, the best section we've ever done. It's coming I, up. I appreciate that. I would also like to add something to the people who listen to that first section, which is if you do want to sign up to the Patreon. Oh, I should at, have done that. It's at patreon.com slash failing better. Johnny gave you 
a long, strange rundown of the perks in not in order of what I would view as the most appealing, but patreon.com slash failing better. Support your favorite podcasters, get some extra goodies, and uh, we are genuinely thinking of doing a director's commentary for Pride and Prejudice film. So if you'd listened to our last episodes, uh, was that two episodes ago? Was that, that was two episodes episode? ago. We yeah, are yeah, thinking yeah. Of, we're going to do, next time we're in the same city together, we're going to have a few drinks and uh, do a all version of Pride and Prejudice with Vlad the Vampire. What's he called, Vlad? Count Vlad Vladoff. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do Count Vlad Count Vladoff, and we're gonna we're gonna do how we'd put him into a Pride and Prejudice. So we're gonna yeah do a commentary over the top of Pride and Prejudice. That will be exclusive to Patreon members, and clearly something you should pay for. <laughs> it's gonna be worth every penny in your bank account. Um, right, what are we talking about this week, Johnny? I think this, this- is a very personal one for you. I, I feel very honoured to be included in this chat. Well, this week we're doing a quiz to see if I have dyspraxia, which may seem a ridiculous way of determining whether or not you have dyspraxia, but actual tests cost £895, which is too much money for me to pay unless 300 more people join the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> so I... Um, so I've started, I think I've got dyspraxia, I've realised it's sort of, but not, I mean, the problem is some people have dyspraxia so bad, some people it's like, can you walk up a hill? And I don't want to brag or anything, Sean, but I can walk up a hill. Okay. Is that genuinely true? Some people, is that a part yeah. of it? Some people... Yeah, yeah. So, so I should say, if anyone does have dyspraxia, I really don't want them to feel that I am, uh, this is, I generally do think I have it, so I'm really not looking at it being like mm. laughing at them in any way. Uh, but I don't think I have it to the severity of some people, but I do think I have it, and I do think it has um, impacted upon my life. So now I'm doing quite a, a quiz to see if that is true or not. How do you think it's impacted on your life? Has it sort of reduced your chance of being a, a cricket fielder? No, I'm actually, I'm quite good at catching, and maybe I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you're good at catching. I'm good at isn't catching. that usually the first sign? The that first, you're not that good. The first that sign is that you're like, not that good. I mean, that you have uh, dyspraxia. I think it's like fine motor skills mainly. So I'm absolutely terrible at drawing. Like, like mm. I'm like, it's unbelievable how bad I am at drawing. Like, okay. To, to the point where I'd always get in trouble because the teacher would just assume I wasn't trying. And I was like, mm. no, no, I spent an hour trying to draw that orange. Okay. okay. And he said, well, it looks like a banana. I said, and how about up. podcasting? Does it? Is, is, do they say like, if you're not a good podcaster, you probably are dyspraxic? No, no, they say they say uh, exceptional, exceptional host. But but they said your your problem is if you've got dyspraxia, if you do a podcast, you'd likely to uh, partner up with a, a weaker colleague. Do you know what, Johnny? That was. I, I I think you really, I think you really, I think you really got some nerve saying that to me. <laughs> Given what I am to this podcast, and what I am to you, if you don't mind, my laptop's about to run out of battery. <laughs> you're the glue, the sort of you're the glue of the. I'm I'm the horse. You're the glue. <laughs> I'm dead, and you make it work. Right, I'm back, baby. Um. Okay. Well, look, I'm very honoured. Do you think I might have it? I don't think you do have it. Sophie says I have it all the time, but I, but but then she's quite mean, so it's hard to. I think to it'd be easy. I think it'd be easier to sort of judge what you don't have, Johnny. No, that is true. I am a self. I am. You know, when people say the problem with the twenty first century is the millennials self diagnose themselves without any medical knowledge, and mm. and and how I imagine really frustrating that is for people who have those diagnoses. Mm. I'm definitely one of those people, mm. without a doubt. 
What do you think I, you've got? You must have. I mean, you must have HPV. <laughs> what is HPV? <laughs> what is HPV? It's a sexually transmitted infection. Oh God, I don't know. I don't think I do have that because I'm quite. I think, a, I think HPV is if you've ever had sex, you have HPV. Well, I still don't think I've got it. <laughs> hey, four more years. Four more years. <laughs> Yes, we're back, baby. We're back. I've never had sex, even though I'm in a long-term relationship. That's what it's like being married. Am I right, guys? A lot of my, a lot of my friends have never had sex, and they're all married as well. Come on! You are listening to the home of witty banter. It is feeling better. Yeah, men and women are different. <laughs> Seriously, though. Do sign up to the Patreon listeners. I'm not stressed enough. Um, what I've realised is this isn't actually a quiz. It's, I should say, I was going to spend all morning trying to work out a way to do this and then I've been too ill really to do it. But what I've gone, I've gone on the NHS website and they've got, um, if you have dyspraxia, it may affect and then different things. So I just thought we'd talk about what um, these things and see if you fit. I think I have So it, is, it affects your coordination, balance, and movement. And I do fall over quite a lot. Have you seen me fall over, Sean? I don't know if I've seen you fall over, no. Do you... Uh, this is what's interesting. Have you noticed that I'm quite clumsy as a friend, or has that never become apparent to you? That he had, if I hadn't said it. I think I, I would assume that you're clumsy. <laughs> but I'm very, I, so, I'm very clumsy. I drop things a lot and I do stuff you? like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I just say, so saying to someone, I'd assume you're clumsy is somehow more profoundly upsetting. <laughs> saying there's no evidence to support this claim, but having met you, I sort of assume you follow All right, up. Well, let's put it this way. Would you assume that I, Johnny Pelham... Am you, elite... Johnny Pelham. <laughs> <laughs> Would you assume that I... Not Johnny Pelham. I, Johnny Pelham... What? I'm like an elite athlete. <laughs> oh, so you're asking me if I'd assume mm. that you're an elite athlete. Mm. Well, I think the thing is, John, that you've got such a wide gait that you must be good at sprinting or something. Because, I mean, you've got like a what? You've got like a seven foot advantage of any other human being on this planet? Like, this, isn't it? <laughs> Just, I hope you. I hope that this quiz not only says that you're dyspraxic, <laughs> I hope it says you are so dyspraxic that you need to be thrown in prison. I don't know how, what That's that me. is, but they go, the police are on their way. They're taking you away. Just me and, and I get to dad. not do this fucking podcast with you anymore. <laughs> Guys, I'm not that tall, all right? No, I mean, you, but you're not tall, but like, you know, you did have a career for the Chicago Bulls, didn't you? I just get on with the quiz. <laughs> Imagine if I, I had a career for the Chicago Bulls. So I'm worth millions. <laughs> I made millions every year. And yet here I am doing failing better with you. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. I had to. I as actually Paul McCartney rang me up early and talked about whether he wanted to do a pod with me. But I said, right, Paul, okay. I'm too okay. busy with Sean McLaughlin. Okay, I'll right. Let's do another actor, and I'll be Paul McCartney, and you be you. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Let's see how this one goes. Yeah. 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 Ring. 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 Uh, hello. Hello there. Is this Judy Pillum? It is. Who? Who's? May I ask who's speaking, please? It's Michael. It's Paul McCartney. Oh, Paul, I wasn't expecting you to call me. Do you want to do a podcast? Uh, I would love to do a podcast with you. I love your... Because uh... I've heard you crapped yourself. It's called Hey Pood. It's all about <laughs> people pooing. <laughs> 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 
How quickly did you think of Hey Pood? Is that why you we decided could also, to do We this? could also do Sergeant Pooper's Lonely Heart Club <laughs> Band. Revolver could become Revolta. We have plenty of options, Johnny, but you're quite a disgusting figure. I'd love to do a podcast with you. Wow, Paul, that's really mean. When did crappy, you beco- crappy road. <laughs> when did you become so mean, Paul? I always thought you were a hard day shite. How about a hard day shite? <laughs> Johnny, you're still on the end of the line. <laughs> I put the phone down. Wow. Yeah, quite, I mean, I, I can see why you turned him down. He didn't seem like he... He seemed very pushy and very rude, actually. He's a real bastard, Paul McCartney. Yeah, he's a real piece of shit. Wow. Oh, well. Don't even talk to me about shit anymore. <laughs> Don't say that in front of Johnny Pelham. <laughs> I get triggered by it now. If anyone mentions the P word, the S word, or the T word, I, I start shivering and feel ever so sad inside of myself. All right. So anyway, let's Do read I this have article. Dyspraxia? Okay. Um, it says your daily living skills, such as dressing or preparing meals. I am quite bad at dressing, and I am quite bad at preparing meals. Definitely bad at dressing. Who do you think's got a better fashion sense out of me and you? Me. I'd say you. I think we, yeah. me, and I'm not even joking. I'm no, looking, think- I'm looking slick. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you think that's you, or do you think that's Alexa's influence? That you. Yeah. yeah, it's all you. It's all me, baby. I'm wearing a suit on stage at this fringe. It's not supposed to be very hot. It's actually fine because there's no one in the audience. But um, <laughs> no, that's not a joke. I mean, that's that's not true. Um, no, it's fine. Especially, I never know what to wear. I think I look shit all the time. I think you are quite a handsome chap. I said it before, I'll say it again. I really appreciate that, Johnny. I, I was actually considered the most attractive of all the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> MJ was Imagine livid. Me and, Scotty, just... me and Scotty Pippen used to go down the club and they'd all be looking at me, not the Pippo. <laughs> there were just six really, like, six stacked black dudes and then 14-foot Sean McLaughlin. What 14-foot am I? <laughs> just, just... Would you even... Right, would you even genuinely... There must be a maximum height on basketball. If you're 14-foot tall, they'd probably go, look, you can't... And also, it'd be really high if you were 14 Because I'd just pick the ball up and just put it straight in. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't even be sport, would it? It also might be quite difficult, because you'd have to... Because in my head, you have your, your length arms. <laughs> like a Tyrannosaurus Rex. I think it would be difficult because, in many ways, the sport would be so small for me. But so in, many, be- in many ways, it would be so small. It'd be like Lilliput or something. Like I, I, basically, the basketball would become for me. It's like trying to get a pea into a thimble. It's quite tough, <laughs> and you'd have to you'd have such a bad back from bending over all the time. And also, every time you bounce the ball, someone would be a nick it really easily mm-hmm. because you'd be you know, more and more. I'm thinking actually that I can see where the Chicago Bulls drop you as an amateur. Yeah, it's a shame. I never got that 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 contract extension. I, I had a few trials at other teams, but unfortunately, um, their their arenas, the, the roofs weren't high enough, and I, yeah. I couldn't even fit in them. The, the um, Birmingham Bears turn you down. That's when you know you're struggling, isn't it? The, genuinely, the Brighton Brighton when I was growing up had a basketball team called the Brighton Bears. Really, and the manager, the coach of the Brighton Bears, growing up is now the coach of the Toronto Raptors in the NBA and they won the title last year. I thought, what a mental career that is. Isn't that, that crazy? Is crazy. For quite he- a long time in the anecdote, Sean, I thought you were going to say the coach was a bear. <laughs> 
I swear to God, the way you said it, you were called the Brighton Bears. I'm a coach, genuinely. I thought, there's no way the coach isn't a bear at the end of this. <laughs> the coach is, he was a shaved bear. He actually got a pretty good points total. They um, signed so- Dennis Rodman for three games, the Brighton Bears. Did they? They signed him for three games. And then immediately next year were kicked out of the league because obviously it was there was something fraudulent about the way they played him and they said, right, well, you're not in the league anymore. He, have you watched the Chicago Bears? Is it Chicago Bears? Whatever they're called. The Chicago Bulls thing. Bulls. Yeah, on, it's, um, it's, it's so good. It's, it's amazing. so good. There's a Netflix doc that's worth watching if you've not watched it. Yeah, The Last Dance. The Last Dance. Yeah, it's um, brilliant. Anyway, enough about that shit. Um... It says, your ability to write, type, draw, and grasp small objects. Well, I was going to make a penis joke then, but I'm not going to do that. Um, you, you may not be able to grasp small objects, but you're able to grasp some pretty huge philosophical ideas, Johnny. Is that down you. there? It's not down there, but maybe I'll write in and tell them. What do you think is... Um, no, I was going to say, what do you think is the biggest philosophical concept? And then I thought, as, 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 as questions go... Profoundly stupid question. Probably God in it and death. Death. I think God in death. Yeah, and the meaning of life. I guess big, di- big ones. Mm. Or how much, ch- how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? That's pretty big. That's very big, and also quite. You can empirically test that. But so what is a woodchuck? A woodchuck is an, a small animal in Canada. And do they chuck wood? Yeah, they chuck wood. And how much wood do they chuck? Well, that's the question. How long is a piece of string? Yeah. How long is my penis? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I liked about that, Johnny? For the minute you said the first word, I knew where it was going. The listeners knew where it was going, but you didn't know where it was going. I didn't. I really didn't. I, thought, I, I thought, knew where it was going. I thought there's not. He can't think of anything else. <laughs> I'm so shit. I'm such a poor. I'm such a poor human. I have to keep these five star reviews. Genuine listeners, if you haven't given us a five star review yet, you genuinely have to. And they have stopped a bit now. So they please, they've slowed down for like, for like a month. We've not got one. We've not. And no one's given us a five star review. Just give us a review. Five stars. Come even, on. Look, even if you've already given us one, just log on differently. Give us another just one. Just fake it. You fake it. You flippos. Fake it. Uh, look, we, we, we are all slaves to the algorithm and we need your help in lying to the algorithm so we can become more successful. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> Johnny. Johnny, just talk about dyspraxia. So what's the next thing? The next thing is um, how you function in social situations. I think I'm quite good in social situations. What do you think? I don't know about that. What, what do you mean? I think you're pretty good in social situations, to be honest. I think you're pretty. I think you're the life of the party. I'm a bit. I mean, a, I wouldn't say you ever know really what's going on. <laughs> like I go, like, what are you doing now? And you go, I don't know. But you're just sort of there with a with a pint. You're sort of a party animal in the kind of '80s Animal House style. <laughs> Hawaiian shirt, always drinking. No idea where you've been or what's coming up next. I do. It's like going out for a drink with Dory. <laughs> From Finding Nemo, you know what I mean? Like, there's literally no sense of a future or a past, but you live in the present, and I respect that. No, I, I am, I am pretty stupid, and I just forget everything. So, like, the amount of time Sophie has to remind me of the awful thing I've done the night before, <laughs> and and she could lie, she could gaslight. I'm so easily gaslit because I just can't remember. Mm. Yeah, well, in that way, maybe you're hard to gaslight. No, that but, probably but, makes you harder because you go, all right, sure. 
But I believe them, so they can tell me. They could be like, "Oh yeah, you, you know, you met Barack Obama and said his policy in Yemen was a disgrace." And I'd be like, "Did I fucking else? I was like a wild night. Like, like, <laughs> like anything's possible." <laughs> you met Barack. I mean, I would love to know how that. Let's do it. I think it's that time. <laughs> it's Friday night. We're in the pub. I'll be Barack. You be you. We're in Weatherspoons. <laughs> We're in Weatherspoons. Bloody hell. I, I think initially... Is that how you'd start it? Bloody hell, Barrett. Yeah, bloody hell, Barrett. What are you doing here? What are you doing in Macclesfield Weatherspoons on a Friday night? <laughs> I'm doing a speech. What? what who are you speaking to? The, the people? I'm speaking to the local authority about planting more trees. All right. Barack, you came to power in a moment of hope. I believed in you as a young man, and you made me believe that politics was a place where societal... Sir, son, son, I hope you don't mind me Do not call me son, do not call me son. son. I, do not, I do not play for Tottenham Hotspur. Why are you calling me son? Sir, sir, Yes, yeah, sir. sir, thank you. I hope you don't mind me interrupting you, but um, have you soiled yourself? Look, that's either hither or thither. I believed in politics. I was a young man. I thought you could change the world. What you did in Yemen is a disgrace. Look, I hope we can believe in. Yes, we can. You know what you could have knew? You can stand up to the military-industrial complex, you piece of shit. Now get out of my Weatherspoon. <laughs> you make a very interesting point. I agree wholeheartedly with you. Um, I wish I'd had someone with the, with the brains and courage that you've shown in my administration. Thank you. Now I need to go to the, now I need to go wipe my ass. But I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad I'm I'd give you a talking to. If I had a dollar for every time somebody talked to me had to wipe their ass afterwards, I'd have fifteen dollars. Wow, that's quite unusual. What do you think that's about, Black? Before I go to the toilet, let's get into this. <laughs> well, I suppose meeting a president or a former president is quite a scary experience for some people. Imagine how embarrassed you'd be if you shit yourself and then had to meet Barack Obama. <laughs> but I am Barack Obama. Oh, no, but I, I meant out of the skit. So oh, what yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be rough, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm with you now, Johnny. Yeah, that'd be yeah, rough. Yeah. You'd, be, you'd be like, God, I'm meeting... Because presumably it's like a planned event. It's a formal event. You don't just... Other than me, you don't pop into him on the street. So you're planning it. You've spent a long time getting your, your sort of everything ready. Then, you know, you've got a nice suit on. Two minutes mm. before you're shaking hands mm -hmm. with him. You've gone for a fart. Mm -hmm. You've pooed yourself. You're not... Mm -hmm. I think you're not coming back from that. I don't think you're coming back from that. No. I don't think you're coming back from that. Yeah, you'd have to have very thick skin to poo yourself in front of Obama and still believe that you could be a decent human being, I think. Mm, mm. So, um, anyway, moving on from this, uh, <laughs> what's the next thing on the old, uh, on the old form? Uh, the next thing is how you deal with your emotions. Well, this is an interesting one for you, Mr. Pelham. Because I'm obviously dead inside, numb, and uh, psychopathically calm in most situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what does it say about that? It basically says that what dispatch can give you is uh, low self-esteem and a fear of making a, doing things in public, which I definitely have. So this is one that's definitely true for me, where I will, if there's like a practical task, I just won't get involved with it because I feel like I'm going to make mm. a mistake. So it's quite, you know, obviously, and then that means I don't learn the skills because I don't want to make mistakes so and I don't have the skills. And now I'm an adult who just can't do quite simple things. Yeah, so I always struggled with that. I've got much better at it, I have to say. I'm much better at, I think it's a confidence thing as much as anything else. Um, 
It is tough out there, though. It is tough. But most I people have... don't laugh at you. That's the thing. Most people don't... It takes, it takes a while, but... But I think maybe not even laugh at you, just get frustrated at you. Because the thing is, I can't do things which are, like, crazily simple to most people. So they can't understand, like, why I can't do it. Does that make mm. sense? So like what? Not... Can you give an example? Like, not... Uh, genuinely, not that much anymore, because I just won't do things publicly that I'm, like... I won't... So, like, if we're, like, we're having, like, a fire pit, which I say that because three days we had a fire pit in my garden, I just won't go near the guard, near the fire, even though it's just chucking wood on a fire, like anyone can do it because i just worry I'll, oh, I'll do it wrong you know i'll mm. chuck i'll chuck it at my friend like i'll just make a mistake yeah and i, I mean that th- there are those are two separate things i think <laughs> I'll, I'll bash my friend to I'm death not, with it i'll just make <laughs> it bash my friend to death i'll murder um, a local cat yeah i'll beat a badger up <laughs> but um so i think that would be an example of where like it affects me where i just mm. don't do but and so now I just hire handymen to do everything, and they look at me like I'm scum every mm. time. You know, and obviously, I mean, I am naked playing football manager when they when I beckon them in. <laughs> naked playing football manager, and I'm burying the body of my dead friend. But <laughs> build me a cupboard. <laughs> build me a coffin, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I call them all exclusively boy, and don't let them have tea or coffee. <laughs> Do you want tea or coffee? Yes. Well, you can go fucking Costa then, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> go to Starbucks, you want a coffee? <laughs> well, Johnny, I hope you sh- uh, learn to get a bit more confidence and stuff like that. I mean, I know where you are. I know where you are with that. Sometimes I'm just like, I'd rather just not bother because I do think like, I'll just get it wrong or people will shout at me. And mm. the problem is, uh, I am married to someone who often does shout at me because I do get things wrong and it me becomes too. a vicious spiral yeah my, Sophie's very critical I'd say I mean she's quite a horrible woman if we're honest but you know she's got good qualities she's won a BAFTA she's won a ba- two BAFTAs she's won two BAFTAs yeah she won two BAFTAs and she's demolished my self esteem <laughs> good woman good woman <laughs> Okay, so so far it sounds pretty dyspraxic, Johnny. It's dyspraxic, John. Uh, time management, planning, and personal organisation skills. I would say I'm one of the worst planners known to man. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at planning. Are you good at planning? I think it is a shame that we're doing this podcast and I am the brains of the operation. No, I agree with that 100%. And I am, tend to be the one who's organised um, because I'm not the most organised guy in the world. But I, I would agree. say that planning, you're quite... Well, as I say, you you live in the moment, you know? Yeah, I live in the moment. I don't have a future me. Future me is doesn't exist, and that is you, an issue. That is an issue, because he will Because he will exist. Because <laughs> <laughs> what you are now used to be future me. Yeah, I, I wrote a joke about how I treat my future self like a twat. And it is that, it's exactly that thing. It's like, future, I treat future me like a person I'm, I hate. And I just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I treat future me the way that like a billionaire child treats like waiting staff and room cleaners and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ah, fuck it. Someone else will do it. But there yeah. is no one else. There's no one else. <laughs> there All is the no one else. It's me. The amount of times I put off a task, I think, well, I don't want to do that. And then two days later, it's just more urgent and I have mm. to do it. And I'm like, who did I, what did I think was going to happen mm. here? How did I think of this, you know, this sort of, um, Claim was going to go away. What with the bailiffs? Yeah, the bailiffs. How is it? Are you allowed to talk about it? Yeah, the bail the bailiffs have been paid off, mate. All that needed was a bit of a phone call, a bit of a you know what I mean. I just I just slagged off Baraka that day. I was feeling confident. <laughs> and I said, "Listen here, 
you fucking mug. I'm not paying you anything. Get away from my garden. <laughs> Get away from my garden. I'm trying to kill a friend in there. <laughs> and that is why, look, if there's any... Look, we don't want to over-push this Patreon thing. But if you don't want me... To, if you want me to have a house, you've got to give a lot of money. <laughs> I've just realised I've not unsubscribed from the Patreon. Great. That's free. That's pound fifty extra that I'm getting. From me. But yeah. that means I now can make requests. And what? I can I can now steer the I mean I don't know why I'm saying I can now steer the direction of this podcast like I couldn't have done that anyway. But that's that's my self esteem issue. I was like, Oh, but I don't have a voice in this. I am <laughs> That is very funny. You're the you're the you're the one of the you're one of the founders. I am one of the founders. I'm the CEO. I'm also yeah, the, yeah, half I'm the, the CEO. I'm the I'm the caterer. <laughs> yeah, you are the caterer. Um, and you're, you're delightful. You're the mascot. You're the mascot. I'd be a lovely mascot, I think. Sort of a hopeful figure who can unite different tribes of the of humanity. <laughs> That's just such a wonderful, warm, fuzzy feeling I get when I do this show. Yeah, I never once think, God, this is shit. I hate myself. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> no, no, the opposite of that. Anyway, um, I'm going to have to have a shower after this. <laughs> <laughs> well, then let's wrap it up quite quickly. Johnny, I think so far you might have it. Um, I think I have but it But I too. don't know if you do. I don't. Maybe, who knows? I don't know either. I think I do need to attest, but it's £800. Do you think that would be money well spent, Sean? I genuinely, genuinely... I think if it. you're spending that and you don't have it, then it's not. If you have it, then it is. <laughs> Do you but know what I mean? Like, if you spend nothing. that and you don't have it, yeah. you go, well, then what is the point? But, but if you then, spend it and you do have it, but the thing is, if you spend it, you might be so desperate to have it that you'll act more like you've got it in the test. Have you heard Harriet Kemsley did the test? She's a guest on the show. Oh, yeah, didn't they stop the test after, like, five minutes? <laughs> but she fell in... She, she walked into a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> well, why was there just a bucket in the I room anyway? I, that, that's I was, the test. Yeah. I said that test. to her. I said that to her. I said to her that has to be the test because I've never been in a I've never been in a room with a bucket on the floor. <laughs> like, and if you've got if you're doing a dyspraxia test, that's you don't put a bucket on the floor. Medical procedure. <laughs> I think you're right. I think that had to be part of the test that they put a bucket there. And if you fall in, they're like, right, she might have it. <laughs> she ended up with a turkey on her head. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, but I'm learning to drive, so I'm a bit worried about dyspraxia with driving because mm. I might kill someone. Because mm. I love Harriet, but every time I get in the car, I think I'm going to die. Yeah, I agree. But you and you've been in the car with me. Did you ever feel you were going to die? No, no. With you, Take, sense. taking away the fact that they were twice that I drove the wrong way down a one-way road and yeah, into traffic. Yeah. With you, I think there's a sense you might just get angry at like a, a stranger on the street and drag them into the car and beat them up, and then. <laughs> I'd be like, <laughs> I just don't think that I'd give that impression at all, Johnny. <laughs> no, and if you don't, th- if you want to agree, listener, you can listen to our episode where we have a road trip. We do have a road trip. That was lovely. That all the way to McCunliffe. Mm-hmm. I saw your show then. Your wonderful show you're doing now in Edinburgh at the mm-hmm. festival. Yes. Um, I feel like we've wrapped. I think I feel like things are dwindling here. <laughs> what do you think, Johnny? <laughs> I think you might. Be right. I think listeners. If we have any medical professionals who want to maybe diagnose Johnny, do email us failingbetterpod at gmail.com. It would be quite helpful. I am I am currently 
reading various books on dyspraxia, trying to work out how I have it, how it's affecting my life if I do have it, or whether I just need a bit more confidence and to have tried more things. So if anyone specialising in dyspraxia is dyspraxic or has a dyspraxic friend, then please get in touch with any information. I have Failing... multiple dyspraxic friends. Who else is dyspraxic other than Harriet? Harriet's the only one I know. I know another comedian. I can't remember their name. You don't know them, do they? If you don't know their name. I mean, if you don't know that, you know another comedian. Oh, yeah, I'm good friends with him. What's his name? I've got no idea. No idea, but I honestly, mate, I've had a lot of chats at this festival with people that genuinely, genuinely, I have no idea who they are. Oh, me too, all the time. I hate it. I hate it. It's the worst bit of Edinburgh is you go, and sometimes they're like, oh, yeah, how's they ask really personal questions where you think, how the fuck? Oh shit! They go, yeah. I loved it when I stayed at your house for three weeks. I got, I got no memory of that. <laughs> That's the worst thing about Edinburgh. Again, Harriet does something really clever, where she always walks with headphones in. Mm. She can. I'm gonna take that tip a hundred percent. I always walk with an ice hockey mask <laughs> and a knife. <laughs> <laughs> You're so tall, people go, oh my God, why is a former Chicago Bulls player? <laughs> Chicago Bulls legend has taken up a different sport. <laughs> Knifing people. <laughs> taking up hockey knives. <laughs> Knifing people. It's a different sport. Oh, he's, God. They're going to get him a spot on the Chicago Blades. <laughs> that huge man is knifing everyone. <laughs> This is art. This is art. It's not the Royal Mile for me. <laughs> it's the Royal 100 Metres. Because <laughs> I'm so tall, it's to scale. <laughs> you, If you and your same bolt had a race, you'd have to, to make it fair, you'd have to do a mile and you'd have to do 100 metres. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever raced you say bolt, I would literally just take one micro step. Yeah. I basically, I'd already have won the race. Like, they'd, they'd bang it, and then I'd be, I'd be at the end. <laughs> your foot, your foot would be at 100 metres, and it'd be like, well, I'm already I'm, there. I've already won it. I'm a size 10,000 foot. <laughs> and he, I, just, I just keep training, oh, but I just can't God. beat this guy. <laughs> oh, God. Right, um, thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, it's been a who I've been ill, so you know if anything's been weird, let's move on. I feel knackered. I'm just knackered already at this festival, but it's been nice um, having so many listeners that come into my show. So Have there far, been some? So far, the total is zero. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to my knowledge, so well, it's they might good, not it's have good wanted this, to. You don't talk. They might not want wanted to be associated with this show. No, no, I but, appreciate that, but no one would because you're not like standing back back at the end, are you? Taking yes. autographs, yes, are you? And no one's asked for one. <laughs> I love that. I stand that by the my... door. I go. I'll sign. It. I'll sign any autograph you want. I'll sign any any autograph, any contract. Any contract. <laughs> you want me to? You're gardening twenty Anyone, If any of you need a guarantor, if any of you need <laughs> need me to sign a passport photo, no one. Because it has to be like a doctor or a lawyer to sign your passport photo. There's nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> Podcaster. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, lads. Um, anyway, do genuinely give us a five-star review. Subscribe to the show if this is your first time listening. Come to Sean's show. Go to my show. And, so be um, it. Edinburgh Fringe Festival, 755 Pleasant Courtyard, you slags. You uh, fucking mugs. I'm sorry for calling you slags just now. Um, listen, it's, it's going to be great. 
Okay. It's going to be a great be great the thing. show? This show is already great, but do give us a bit of a review. Uh, and now we go behind the paywall, don't we, Johnny? We certainly do. Behind so, the paywall to the pay to the play fun place. <laughs> Can you pull yourself together? I'm ill. I'm ill, all right? All right. And in the meantime, thank you. I'm Sean McLaughlin. I'm Johnny Pallum. And together, we still are. (laughs) 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 Goodbye. A podcast from producerpaul.co.uk. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.